although I didn't realize it at the time, when I left my corporate job, I had many money mindset issues. So the one thing that I invested in that really made a difference in my business, and this this one might sound a little weird. I knew that they were going to pitch their program. And so I invited my husband to come and watch this pitch and basically talk sense into me. I vowed that day that if I ever got out on my own, which I did six or seven years ago, that I would never skimp. It is probably for us even now the single most expensive thing we pay for every month in our business, but it is also the one thing that ha definitely has the most uh, return on investment. In this episode, we're sharing six ways your money mindset is blocking your growth. Now, this is going to be a little bit different episode than from what we normally do. What I did is I invited a bunch of fellow successful entrepreneurs to come on and share something they spent money on for their business that they almost didn't, that they were really nervous about, but in the end, it ended up paying off big time. I struggled with money mindset in my business for a long time. And sometimes I wonder if I'd been willing to invest in certain things sooner, would I have grown even faster, all right? And by the way, some of these things only cost a few dollars that you're gonna hear these stories, and some of them cost 30 to $50,000. That's how big some of these investments are. Let's get into the stories right now. There's no wrong way to be an entrepreneur, and that's the dirty little secret the business gurus don't want you to know. They want you to do things their way, but their way may not be your way. The key to success is finding the strategies that work best for you. Welcome to The Six Ways with Jerry Potter. Welcome to episode number 19 of The Six Ways, where every week we bring on a smart, innovative guest, or in this case, guests, um, that are thriving in their field of expertise so they can share some of their best information, tips, and strategies with us so that we can all do our entrepreneurial best. I truly believe that we all do better when we all do better. By the way, this is both an audio and a video podcast. So if you are listening to it, you want to switch to video or vice versa, you can find the link in the show notes or the description wherever you are consuming this. And I know your time is valuable, so you can also find timestamps for the things we're going to talk about in case you want to revisit something or skip ahead to a certain section. My name is Jerry Potter, founder of 5-Minute Social Media and the Social Media Leads Lab. And my guests today are a bunch of different entrepreneurs. Normally, we do one guest. And each of them are going to share something that they had a money mindset block about, but ended up investing in for their business anyway, and the amazing result that came out on the other side. Now, up front, I just want to be clear. I hate the phrase, you got to spend money to make money, because I don't believe that's necessarily true. I made money in my business, I think, before I spent anything. However, when we do spend money, we can make money faster. We can make money easier. There's a lot of things that can happen with that. Uh, your mindset can change sometimes. As soon as you invest in something, you feel more legit, more like a, a legitimate business owner, which is the story I'm going to share when we get to the end here in a few minutes. Um, sometimes spending just a little bit on a tool can save you hours of frustration and mean a task actually gets done. For example, if you edited, if you uh, invested in some video editing software for a few dollars a month and you actually got videos out because it was easier to use than a free tool, which meant you never got any videos edited and you turned out nothing, you know, those kind of investments can pay back over and over and over again and sometimes 10x or 100 times their return on what you invested is what you can get back from that. So we're gonna jump into each of these stories today and I hope you'll take some inspiration from each of them. And just so we're clear, I don't think any of us should be investing in all the things that are available to us. In fact, uh, you'll hear an interesting story about one of my guests today here in just a second. But up first is a guy named Cody Birch. He was actually on 
our podcast a few episodes back, Six Ways to Lazily Grow Your Email List. And he teaches entrepreneurs how to grow with email marketing and compelling storytelling to keep their audience engaged and keep them buying more and more. And here's his story. I run a laid back online business. And since I am always trying to eliminate complexities in my business, I don't hesitate much if I can ever invest in something that will help me cut corners or save time or save stress or save functionality or complexity in my business. So the two things that I like to invest in are tools and trainings. Let me explain. If there's a tool that exists that can help me automate a key part of my business, then I'm here for it. I remember years ago when I worked at a company, we refused, the owner refused to invest in Calendly, like an automated calendar booking tool, which meant we had to email back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with some of our customers to see when they could book their intake calls and their coaching calls. And I remember learning that moment just as an employee of the company that there's power in automation and paying a little bit of money to have a tool that can help automate a process that was taking a ton of our time and frustrating us and frustrating our customers. And I vowed that day that if I ever got out on my own, which I did six or seven years ago, that I would never skimp on a tool that would help me save time in my business. And so now I pay for a few things like Calendly that automate my uh, call booking process and things like Zapier that help integrate my Facebook automated list building over to my ConvertKit email list and things like that. So that's on the tool side. On the training side, if there's ever something that I want to learn, there's nothing new under the sun. There's already a person who has mastered a skill that I might want to master. And a recent example of something I invested in was in VIP days. I wanted to shift my agency-based list building Facebook ad model over to a VIP day model where I could condense 30 or 60 or 90 days of execution into one day. And if I could convince, condense those days or that quarter into a day or month into a day, there was this model called VIP intensive days. And there was a person named Sarah Massey who was teaching that. And so Sarah, I just saw it at, right at the right time. I didn't really know who she was. I saw her in the Facebook newsfeed as an ad. I downloaded her checklist. I jumped into her paid bootcamp. And the moment she opened the doors to her accelerator, like VIP day accelerator, plug and play kind of thing, I bought it. I was literally the first person that purchased her offer when she opened the doors in a recent enrollment. Uh, and what happened is she gave me the templates, the frameworks, the confidence, the structure, sales pages, the intake forms, the thank you pages, everything. She had done it. She had done VIP days for years and she was really, really good at it. So instead of me having to reinvent the wheel and think, what should an intake form look like? Or how do I deal with refunds or rescheduling? She had it all packaged up in a box with a nice big bow on it and slapped a price tag on it. And I bought that thing. And while I was still in the program within the first 30 days, I had more than made my investment back. So the key is not to just buy a bunch of stuff, buy a bunch of tools and apps and software and programs and join every mastermind and go to every event. The trick becomes implementing what you're going to learn. And so that's what I did with that program. And now I try to be really thoughtful about making business investments. And if I think it'll help me go faster or save some complexity or save some stress and save some sleepless nights, then I'll do it. Whether that's a $1,200 group coaching program or all the way up to a $50,000 coaching program I entered into that was a one-on-one -on -one coach that we worked together for 12 months to help me shift some expertise into a live event model which was really fun and has definitely paid dividends. Ah, my favorite part of that, Cody, is that you didn't say investments necessarily. You said shortcuts. Like people, if you think of it as, oh, these things that I have to pay for, then it feels like this burden. But if you think of it as this shortcut I'm going to get, I think that's a great mindset shift around that. All right, for our second way that your money mindset is blocking your growth, 
Uh, Neil Mathwig is a mindset coach and uh, business coach for real estate agents. And Neil's actually a longtime friend of mine. And when I first got into business, he was ahead of me and I reached out to him and I was like, how do you know what to like buy and not buy and what you need and what to spend money on and what to invest in? And he goes, oh, I'm not the person to ask for that. And I was like, oh, why? Do you just not, not buy anything? He goes, no, I buy everything. I'm terrible. So he admitted he has a spending problem when it comes to getting tools for his business, which is the other extreme. But because of that, I wanted to invite him on to share one of the things that he has invested in or had invested in that made a massive difference for his business. And I asked him to share his story with us. So the one thing that I invested in that really made a difference in my business, and this this one might sound a little weird, and it goes all the way back to 2003, 20 years ago, uh, I was a new real estate agent and I had this idea of investing in a courtesy moving trailer. And my idea was that it would be a trailer that all of my customers could use. Um, and I even thought that eventually maybe because most of them were that were doing it were saying, you know, buy a house with me and use the trailer for free. And I thought, what if it was just a community trailer and that anybody in the community could use it? My biggest hesitation with it was that I, that one, it was the investment, the cost up front. And two, like, do I put my picture on the side of it or do I, how do I letter it? You know, cause I didn't want somebody to draw you know, horns and stuff on me, but, but, uh, but that, those were my hesitations. And, and I think the cost up front, I mean, I was, it was quite the investment. And then I'm thinking, is anybody going to be even using this? Will it just sit in my driveway or behind the, the, the office building and nobody will ever use it? And so my church contacted me and they had a group that needed to use it. And I had a football team that wanted to use it. And I had other bands that wanted to use it. And the next thing you know, my moving billboard, my trailer with my name plastered all over the side of it was all over town all the time being used by many different people. And it became this amazing referral resource for me, um, all coming from this simple moving trailer. There were, it was so many times where it was booked so often that I was even thinking about getting more trailers because they were used so much. Ah, I love that, Neil. So he actually invested in something for his community, but then it turned into a marketing program that rolled around town and uh, put his face and name uh, everywhere. And that, I didn't actually hear if he said he decided to put his face on the trailer or not, but certainly got him a lot of exposure. Love that story. All right. Six ways your money mindset is blocking your growth. Uh, this next person, her name is Crystal Diaz, and she is a singer and a voice coach that helps people who want to develop their creativity and find their confidence through singing. And I was kind of surprised when she told me about this story, and I think that you will enjoy it as well. I started running my business in 2008, and so nine years into this business, I realized what most coaches eventually realize, which is that I was trading time for money and I was at capacity and all of my coaches were at capacity. And so I knew that in order to keep moving forward, I would have to do more of what I was already doing, uh, which essentially would mean growing the studio size to be an even bigger space, which I really did not want to do at that time in my life. Or I would have to do something very differently and approach my business very differently. And I knew that if I wanted to make big changes, I had to start by changing things about myself. And so I went on this hunt to find courses and workshops and books on running businesses. And I happened to come across a program 
that was running a three-day live training event all about scaling a business. And of course, I realize now that that was their three-day launch. So I signed up to this program and I loved every minute of it. And on day three, I knew that they were going to pitch their program. And so I invited my husband to come and watch this pitch and basically talk sense into me because um, the price points were hefty. They had different tiers for their program. And the tier that I was looking at was 30,000 US dollars. And I had to pay that upfront. There was no, um, there was no installment payment for that. I did not have 30K lying around. And um, at this point, I'd never invested in my business before. The only investment I had ever made was for my certification training um, as a voice coach. And I remember so clearly sitting there in that hotel conference room, listening to this pitch and my husband's next to me. And I, I paused and I, I just stopped and I looked at my husband. And I said, I think I need to do this program. Uh, and my husband looked at me and he's like, yeah, I think you do. And so was there hesitation, though? A hundred percent there was hesitation. That's a lot of money. Uh, and especially because I'd never invested anything like that in my business before. Um, but I kept asking myself, you know, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? But at the end of the day, that's kind of like asking, is a Rolex worth it? Because what really matters is the meaning that you put into what you are spending your money on. Um, and so I decided to pay it. And when I decided to pay it, I decided to make that mean something. So I threw myself into the program and um, it was absolutely phenomenal, not just on a business level, but on a personal level. Because when I had made that decision to invest in this program, I, I did it with the mindset of, I'm going to make this successful. So I looked for ways to make it successful. And I was very intentional on that. And I got so involved in this uh, program, actually, that they invited me to be part of their events team. Um, I, I learned how to conduct sales conversations. I, I helped them run their live events in my area. They flew me to Singapore to help them with their live events there. I even got to um, be a guest speaker at one of their live events that they had in Sweden. So they, they flew me out there as well. And there was no way I would have known how valuable this experience would be as I sat there in that um, three-day live event listening to this pitch um, and, and asking myself, is it worth it? Is it worth it? There's no way that I would have known that. But in hindsight, I realized really what I should have been asking myself is, um, firstly, how badly do I want things to change? And am I worth it? And so in hindsight, I can say for certainty that it was worth every single penny uh, of that amount and not just for the experiences that I was able to have and the people I was able to meet, um, but more so uh, for how it changed the beliefs I had about myself. It really is not about the money or how much it is. It's, it's what you're going to make that mean to you. So I love that story. And I wrote down something that Crystal said that I, I may be the biggest takeaway of this whole episode, which is. It's not about what you're investing in, it's what you make it mean. Because sometimes, and I know this is a cliche, but sometimes you are investing in yourself. I'm investing in myself when I invest in something because it's me deciding to take that next step, to make things change and all of that. All right, six ways your uh, money mindset is blocking your growth. Up next, number four. Real quick though, this episode is brought to you by dailysocialmediatips.com. If you would like to join the thousands of entrepreneurs that receive daily social media tips absolutely free straight to your inbox, 
You can sign up right now at dailysocialmediatips.com. I know daily is not for everybody, but I encourage you to try it out. And the moment they are not helpful, you can unsubscribe from the bottom of any of the emails. Again, go to dailysocialmediatips.com. All right, our next story is from Lori Kiefer. Lori is a marketing coach. And because of an investment she made, she and her husband now have two successful businesses. One thing that I was really hesitant to invest money in for our business was hiring a coach, specifically a marketing coach. It is probably for us even now the single most expensive thing we pay for every month in our business, but it is also the one thing that ha definitely has the most uh, return on investment. So my husband and I own a fine art brand. We create custom fine art um, images for the automotive enthusiast and collector. So it's a really specialized niche. It's a really fun job, but it is also something that is really hard, um, especially the beginning for us, to market and get the clients that we want and the clients that are willing to pay our rates. I didn't know what to say to attract these people. I didn't know how to say it or when to say it or any of that to attract the people to us. Um, so we finally did invest in our coach. It's a husband and wife team. And we actually made this investment uh, before we really had the money to invest. We thought we needed to make more money to do it, but we were tired of feeling like we were drowning and figuring out what we were doing. Um, so we did make that jump um, to do it before we had all of the money to pay them. But that, that investment paid off um, started paying off quite quickly, actually, because we started putting out some better content within a month or two. And now, several years later, I think every year since we have doubled our revenue and it continues to do that. So it's really a big um, return for that investment for us. And so much so, and I've learned to enjoy it. So I went from being stressed out and totally and completely overwhelmed to now I really kind of enjoy marketing and figuring out all of the things and coming up with the different strategies and stuff so much so that I created a second brand for our business where I teach um, online marketing to uh, women entrepreneurs. So it's kind of a, a double return on that investment, if you will. So we wish we had done it much sooner, um, but you can't go back and change time, right? Can't change history. Love that, Lori. And, and in case you missed it, she said, we pretty much doubled our revenue every single year since making that investment. And that's, you know, sometimes we think about, okay, well, how is this investment going to be justified? Sometimes you don't need to justify it monetarily and it will find a way if it's a good investment. But she specifically talked about how they were able to talk about their business in a different way and therefore charge much higher rates or attract the right people to be able to charge the rates and have people go, yeah, great, no problem, as opposed to, oh, that seems a little steep. So all right, six ways your money mindset is blocking your growth. Number five is Andrea Ames. Andrea is a coach who helps people, entrepreneurs specifically with retention of customers and clients and members when they have memberships. And in this story, she flat out shares, had she not made this investment she's gonna share with us, her business would not exist right now. Although I didn't realize it at the time when I left my corporate job, I had many money mindset issues. And at the advice from another entrepreneur and good friend of mine, I got a coach, even in the face of a $10,000 per year sticker shock. I just bit the bullet and I did it. My coach advised me right away to get a VA. And I thought, I can't afford a VA. I don't have time to train a VA. And it took me 18 months to finally bite the bullet on that decision and get 
my VA, Sarah. Three months after bringing her on, life happened in a big way. My mom passed away and my dad fell and required me to direct his health care needs. Well, my VA kept the operational parts of my business running for more than six months. And without her, my business probably would have failed. A year later, in my third year, when 40% of businesses are statistically failing, I was making mid-six figures. This was due in large part to the investment I made, first in my coach, which was a very difficult money mindset hurdle to get over, and second, my investment in my VA. But they have both made the biggest impact in my business, and I have my VA to this day. In fact, this week, we celebrated our five-year Sarahversary. <laughs> Yay, happy Sarahversary. I love that. All right, six ways your money mindset is blocking your growth. The last one, number six, is uh, my story. And it's similar to Andrea's. It is specifically when I decided to invest in getting a VA or a virtual assistant, somebody to help me out. I had so many mindset issues around this in the beginning because it seemed silly in the beginning to pay somebody else to do something that I could do, right? The other one I was looking at was like a video editor. I'm like, well, I know how to edit videos. I like editing videos, you know, for my YouTube channel. And so I just kept saying, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And finally, in 2020, I decided, okay, I'm going to invest in a VA. You know, it's just going to be three to five hours a week to start. Uh, the one I wanted to hire had a higher rate, but I thought, okay, well, as I grow, it'll be fine because it's not going to be very many hours to start. And I hired her and we were getting started. And part of the reason that I had justified it to myself is I had this other side hustle where I worked as a benefit auctioneer. So I would work at uh, charity events and help them raise money as an auctioneer. And so I was going to use that money basically to pay for the VA. Well, we all know what happened in March 2020. The world shut down. There were no events. I did one auction that year. And even at that event, everybody brought their own pen and, and people were trying not to touch each other and stuff like that. And so all the money that I was going to pay the VA that I was like finally convinced myself that I would invest in it disappeared. Uh, the world changed. My wife was out of work. It was a scary time. And so even after hiring a VA, I still was like, <sighs> but I stuck with it. And if you have heard people say, oh, you should hire a VA as soon as you can, you absolutely should. And it's not just about what they take off of your plate, although that is a big, big part of it. But your identity shifts when you hire somebody, okay? Your identity shifts when you hire a virtual assistant, even for a few hours a week. You know, um, it's like, okay, wow, now I'm a, I'm a legitimate business and I've got to provide them work and earn money to pay them and all of that. Uh, you know, another thing that happened that I wasn't counting on was once she started taking over the, you know, day-to-day -day customer service for stuff, now when problems came up, sometimes she would solve them without me even having to know about them. And then when we'd meet, she might say, by the way, this happened and I took care of this. And that was so freeing. You have no idea the burden that a customer issue or problem, or if somebody complains or, or somebody, you know, what doesn't want to work with you anymore or whatever it is, the burden it takes on you when you're just trying to get through the day. And so when you can screen some of that out, your confidence goes up. And, you know, when our confidence is higher, we can do a lot more in our businesses. So that was a big money mindset block for me to get over. 
Uh, I wish I had done it. In fact, if I could go back in time and do it again, I would have done it while I still, you know, I started my business as a side hustle, five minute social media. Um, I would have hired a VA to help with that before I even left my full time agency job where I was an employee. So well, well worth the investment. All right. I hope you found these stories helpful. We love hearing from our listeners. So if you want to send us an email, support at five minutesocialmedia.com, or you can just go to find the episode on YouTube, or if that's where you're watching it, leave us a comment there. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on the things we talked about. And by the way, word of mouth is the number one way that we can help more people with this show and help new people discover and grow their businesses. So if there's somebody you can think of that might enjoy the show and might get some benefits or some tips from it, uh, please take a moment, share it with them. I truly believe we all do better when we all do better. In our next episode, six ways we're implementing the book 10X is Easier Than 2X into our businesses. This book has been life-changing for a lot of entrepreneurs. So I invited my coach and mentor on to discuss the ways that she is implementing it in her business. And I'll share the ways that I'm implementing it in my business as well. Whether you've read the book or not, I think you'll have a lot of great insights from this episode. And that'll be coming up next in episode number 20. If you enjoyed this episode, a couple others for you to check out. Six ways to keep your clients paying longer with Andrea Ames, who was one of our guests today. And six ways to stay ethical while still being wildly profitable. You can find the links to either of those in the show notes or description, wherever you happen to be listening or watching right now. Remember, we all do better when we all do better. So keep helping each other out. And let us know how it's going. And thank you, everyone, for being on the show this week.